Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What's happening, Duke City? Welcome to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Today we got another special edition of Van and Friends. As, uh, well, basically everyone's out of town except for me. So you're stuck with me for two hours and 15 minutes. Let's have some fun with it. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. Today being in the ProView Network studio. Behind the glass here at ProView Networks, our man Adrian and back at Cumulus, our girl Steph. Hope you guys have a great show. The boys are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days with a cocktail at Hollow Spirits. Monday, including last night, as we did our industry and friend of the show, Fantasy Football League's right live from Howie's Sports page on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. We're really excited to kick off our partnership with Howie's. We will be there every Monday doing the show live from Howie's and then hanging out at Howie's for every incantation of Monday Night Football, all NFL season. And you know when we're up at the lab, like we will be all day tomorrow and Friday, we're sipping on that watermelon walk-off by Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Got a great program for you today. Coming up next... The Isotopes Forrest Stolting joins us. We got heavy hitters such as KOBTV's very own Brandon Ortega, Albuquerque Aardvarks, Joel Lueveno, of course the Lobos' Rob Portnoy, and for the first time in a long time, happy to have him back. Happy to have him back. John Lopez at John Lopez Real Estate is going to sit in with us, talk a little NFL, talk a little Steelers. Uh, of course, as we always do before the Isotopes play, we got Josh Sushan on with us later in the program. And a uh, friend of the show, friend in real life, Albuquerque Journal's very own Jeff Grammer will join us. Great program today. Minor League Baseball is unionizing. Uh, congratulations to all the Minor League Baseball players out there who will be able to join Major League Baseball's Players Association now. I love it. Uh, the conditions for minor league players haven't been great for a long time. If you're not a high, super high-level draft pick or you don't have a big uh, promotional deal with a Nike or an Under Armour, a lot of these minor league baseball players make less than a teacher, make less than a nurse, have to pay for all their own travel, have to pay for all their own housing. And, you know, now they get to be part of the MLB Players Union. So conditions for minor league baseball players are sure to get vastly improved. The first NFL power rankings came out, and I really like this. It's a composite power ranking. And I'm going to talk about the top of the league and the bottom of the league, and we'll hit the middle later. 
But this is uh, composed on Reddit. So, yes, I did steal this uh, hot topic off of Reddit, so go me. But this is a composite over WAPO, uh, Sporting News, Yahoo, Bleacher Report, CBS, USA Today, NFL, ESPN, and this would be the Reddit average. So coming in at number one, the class of the NFL so far, and I just can't argue with them at all, is the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are loaded top to bottom. They got the best young quarterback in the league, arguably the best young quarterback in the league, and Josh Allen. And I think they're going to do some damage. They got a easy-ish schedule. Uh, they don't really have, you know, a path of attrition like your Kansas City Chiefs do. Kansas City Chiefs uh, owners of the most difficult schedule in the NFL this year. Uh, and we are just being rejoined uh, on Comcast 26 and ProView Networks. Had a little bit of tech diffs, but we are back. And, of course, if you're listening on 95.9, FM and AM 610. You've been with us the whole time. A lot of ways to watch or listen to the program. You got us, of course, 95.9 FM, AM 610. You get us on the TuneIn app. You get us at TalkABQ.com. If you miss the show live, you can get us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us on Comcast 26, watch us on Studio519.com or uh, ProView Network's YouTube page or ProView Network's Facebook page. So just about any way you want to get in touch with the boys, you can. Now back to the uh, NFL Power Rankings. And this is the spot that I really agree uh, disagree with right here is the composite score. Some people have them higher. Some people have them lower. But the composite score of all of these sports websites has the Kansas City Chiefs ranked second in the league, just a hair ahead of the Rams and Tampa Bay. While Kansas City Chiefs are a good team top to bottom, even without Tyreek Hill, they got a lot of weapons. I think their defense is suspect. I think their offensive line is suspect. And like I said, they have the hardest schedule in all of the NFL and the hardest division in all of the NFL. I see Kansas City floating around being like a 500 team. This is not a slight on former MVP, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the real deal. He's inarguably a top five, top three quarterback in the NFL. But I think Kansas City Chiefs are going to have a down year just because of their schedule. And you see this every year in the NFL that, you know, people rise, people fall. And if you don't know about the rotating NFL schedule, this is how it works. If you get every year, the divisions rotate on who your in-year opponents will be, whether one year you draw the South in the NFC and the East in the AFC, et cetera, et cetera. But what you do, if you finish in first place, in your division last year, you play all the other first-place teams the way they finish in their division from the previous year. Then also you have your rivalries, you have your, your hot matchup games, and all that coming together. Kansas City Chiefs have the hardest schedule in the NFL, and I see I just see Kansas City just barely floating over 500. It's going to be hard for them to tread water all year. 
But then again, they're going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So you're going to get to see Patrick Mahomes slinging it all over the place. The Chiefs not being as dominant as before is good for you know Patrick Mahomes' fantasy football owners because I see Kansas City going to have to trail a lot in the fourth quarter of a lot of football games this year. Coming right behind Kansas City on the power rankings is two teams that I think are the class of the NFC is the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both of these teams are loaded on paper. They're loaded in real life. They have Tampa Bay, of course, has the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, The Rams have the rejuvenated Matthew Stafford, got him out of Detroit, and look what happens when you get people out of Detroit. They immediately turn into winners. So congratulations, Matthew Stafford. You got a real team and a real organization around you. So, I mean, to me, the L.A. Rams and Tampa Bay, they're going to lose a couple close games, but they're going to dominate throughout the year. You know, the, the, the wild card is always can your team stay healthy for a whole football season if the L.A. Rams and Tampa Bay Bucks stay healthy throughout the whole football season. They're going to be they're going to come in as fighting over the bye in the NFC and they're going to do a lot of damage. Uh, the composite rankings have my squad, the Green Bay Packers, Go Pack Go, coming in fifth. And D, uh, Packers have probably the best defense Aaron Rodgers has ever had, the best running game Aaron Rodgers has ever had, but probably the most depleted wide receiver core that Aaron Rodgers has ever had. So Green Bay, I think they're going to cruise into the playoffs. They're going to beat up on Detroit beat up on Chicago, win a lot of close games with that good defense and that good running game. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. We all know the back-to-back MVP. We all know how talented he is. We all know he's the best regular season quarterback in the history of the NFL. Does Green Bay have what it takes this year to finally make a run and pay off Aaron Rodgers' air quote loyalty for staying in Green Bay, even though they did him dirty? by getting rid of one of the best receivers in the NFL, Devontae Adams. Green Bay's prospects are looking really good. Like I said, they're going to float by. They're going to win a lot of games just from their defense and running game, and Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things all year, make smart decisions, not turn the ball over, elevate the play of the people around him. But I just... Personally, as much as I want to see Green Bay succeed, as much as fanboy Van wants to say they're a shoe-in for the Super Bowl again this year, Aaron Rodgers has proven time and time again that he's not a winner in the playoffs. He just turns into a completely different human being in the playoffs, especially big, high-pressure leverage games like the NFC Championship. I see Tampa Bay or L.A. Rams rising out of the NFC. Tampa Bay was my pick. I see Tampa Bay and Tampa Tom riding off into the sunset, winning another Super Bowl. Later in the program, we're going to hit the bottom five. And then also, last segment, we're going to talk about the middling teams, that big gray area where anything can happen in the NFL. And I got some hot takes for this middle group that we're going to hit in the 6 o'clock segment. When we get back, Forrest Stolting, the Isotopes, we're talking Isotope baseball when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Al Bukerke. 
You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. We're in the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy mobile studio as we are shooting live from ProView Networks today. Comcast 26, Studio519.com. Check us out. You can see my uh, slightly above average, handsome, probably solid Albuquerque 6 face on Comcast 26, if you would like. Got a group of heavy hitters today as we're doing a special Van and Friends episode as co-host Fred Slow is on assignment in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. And the birthday boy, Robert Buck D. Gibson, is in the other Vegas getting loose. Uh, I haven't... We got a lawyer on retainer here at Two Men On and I haven't heard from him yet, so I think Robert is still alive and safe and unincarcerated. So good news. Batting off for this lineup of heavy hitters, joining the program, Mr. Everything at the Albuquerque Isotopes, Forrest Stolting. What's happening, my guy? Oh, not too much, man. Just got done watching some BP out here on the Isotopes field and uh, excited for this seven-game homestand this week. That is pretty uh, sweet. Got some double-day baseball tomorrow, but before we get into that, let's talk about your New York Yankees for us. They were swooning for a while. It seems like they've righted the ship. Are you a uh, step back from that ledge, my friend, yet? Oh, yeah. I'm, I've never been on the ledge, really, man. You've, you've lost, I think, like 16 one-run games, something like that, and so... We're just a couple of hits away from this being a complete non-story. So I'm trying to get a little healthy, too, get some pitchers back. So personally, I'm not too worried about the uh, the New York Yankees and their quest for a 28th World Series champion. So how awesome is this watching Aaron Judge's home run chase? For my money, if he gets past Roger Maris, he is the true real king of home runs because we know everyone else was juicing that's above Roger Maris. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. I'm definitely of a school of thought where if you were caught juicing, everything you did while juicing is discredited. So, I mean, but watching Judge do this has been absolutely amazing. It seems like every bat he's got a chance to go yard, and I heard him talk about it last week saying, like, He's got to be locked in on every single pitch because he doesn't know how many pitches he's going to get per at-bat based on the situation uh, exactly. in the game at that point. So he's just having to really lock in on every single pitch and not give any pitches away, let alone at-bats, if he wants to break this record. And I think he's got an excellent chance to because he's seven away from tying it. And if he can just average two or three home runs over the next three and a half, four weeks, right. that's it right there. So. Aaron Judge is on pace as of today for 64 and a half home runs, which will make him comfortably the home run king. Albuquerque's on pace for a good time tomorrow as the Isotopes have a doubleheader. What did we do to deserve day-night doubleheader in the middle of the week? How special is this? Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, luckily uh, we had a rain out in El Paso a few weeks ago, and so we've had... Since we're not going back down to El Paso for the rest of the year, we had to take on that game to make sure it was played because of uh, standings purposes. And 
Luckily, we get a game at 4 o'clock tomorrow, then another one right after that. Both are going to be seven innings. Gates are open at 3, so should be a whole lot of fun down here at Ice Park for some day baseball. The boys, the two men on, have a rare day off as the Isotopes doubleheader <laughs> kicks us off air. So we're definitely going to be up at the lab having a good time with all the boys and the Isotopes. It's going to be a blast. Okay, what's what's going on in the promotion world this week for us? What what can Isotopes fan expect to see throughout the week? Yeah, so we on Friday we have a Takata All Day hat giveaway. Um, first 2,500 fans will get those. Um, really cool isotopes design on there, so that's going to be one you're not going to want to miss. And then Saturday, we have our Star Wars night, so we'll all be we'll having some Star Wars characters at the ballpark. Our players will be wearing Star Wars jerseys, um, and then those jerseys will be auctioned off and signed by the players for charity after the game for four days. Benefits will go to uh, incredibly adaptive MMA, which helps kids with certain disabilities uh, learn MMA and other, other ways of uh, being active in the community. And then on Sunday, we have our first we have a first responders night, uh, which will kind of help us honor 9/11 as well. So we got a full weekend of events planned at Isotopes Park. I'm really excited for Star Wars Day. I, I love when, like, nerd culture, dork culture meets sports culture. And, like, the best nights of the year are definitely the Marvel night, like we already had, and then the upcoming Star Wars night on Saturday. Like, how many people do you expect to get dressed out? Like, how many Vaders are going to be there? How many Leias are going to be there? Oh, man, it's a great question, but it's an un- unanswerable question, really. I mean... <laughs> Just the uh, the pride and how many fans come out on each night, one of these nights, is just unbelievable to see. So it's, it's quite fascinating, really. What's what's the vibe like on the team? What's the vibe like in the locker room getting Winton back? I'm sure you know he's the the leader of the the organization, and everyone loves him. You know we we're so proud of him. Like. The city of Albuquerque and all the Isotopes fans, and especially his teammates, felt like we're living vicariously through Winton as he got called up sure. to the bigs. Now that he's back, what's the vibe in the locker room? Oh, man. I mean, I was looking to be down there today when he got walked in the clubhouse. I mean, obviously he got back with us a couple of days ago, but, I mean, the first thing I saw when he walked in was that big old patented smile on his face, and so I can only think that, Having that smile and energy back in the clubhouse is giving these guys a little bit of oomph in their step. Um, just because I know he's a such a unifier and a great clubhouse leader in every sense of the the word when it comes to talking and leading by example. So he's just the uh, the ultimate guy to have in the clubhouse. I know our guys back there uh, love having him around. Fireworks on Friday. Fireworks on Saturday. Oh, wait, no, just Saturday. Excuse me. Hats on Friday, yeah. fireworks on Saturday, and then first responders on September 11th, Sunday. You know, being, being so far from New York and the events of 9-11, you know, it's, it's something that 
the American experience really likes to highlight, and we and what, uh, often we do it through sports because we got football and baseball going in September. NFL's about to kick yeah. off on the weekend, you know, the following September 11th. So that's really exciting. What does this mean to the city of Albuquerque and especially the first responders that they get highlighted like this on a day like this? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously so important because they do so many great things all across the city and across the state to help uh, our everyday lives much easier to live, for sure. I mean, they do so much and they sacrifice so much so that us everyday Americans can uh, enjoy ourselves and go through our day-by-day lives without having any any worries on a day-to-day basis, which is just so important to have. And we really cannot thank um, all the first responders enough what they've done for the city of Albuquerque and uh, the state of New Mexico and the United States as a whole. Doubleheader tomorrow. Come hang out with the boys at the lab. We'll be hanging there having some oat sodas. You know, I don't, I don't miss day baseball at the lab, and I'm really excited we get a bonus day game. There's no promotion on Thursday except for the fact that you get to go watch Isotopes Baseball up at the lab, which I can't imagine a better thing to do with my life. Friday night, hats to the first 3,000 fans. Saturday, fireworks and Star Wars night. Sunday, first responders. What else is going on in the Topes world? Yeah, that's you got it right there, man. It's a jam-packed. And then <clears throat> following Tuesday, we start a six-game series with Oklahoma City. And um, it'll be the Dodgers affiliates. And we got plenty of action packed coming along that week as well. But uh, let's focus on this week and get everybody out this week. And uh, so we have 13 games in 13 days pretty much. Oh, I'm so excited. How's, the, uh, how's your disc golf game, Forrest? Oh, it's on par right now. I mean, I've been uh, traveling with the Trinidad, Colorado a couple of weeks ago. Uh, went up to Santa Fe, played North Mesa. Went up to Red River, played at their uh, course up there on the ski slopes. Unbelievable, man. So just uh, New Mexico's got a lot of good disc golf courses in the mountain areas, and it's just been a blast to, to play them and enjoy them. Helped my game out a ton, that's for sure. Forrest Alting, anything else to let us know about before we let you go? <clears throat> Game's at 6.35 tonight in El Paso, Chihuahua, so hope to see you out here. Yeah, we got to get El Paso back for what they did to our New Mexico United. Forrest yep, Alting, for sure. Mr. Everything at the Isotopes, I will see you tomorrow for some day baseball, baby. Can't wait, man. We'll see you then. When we get back, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega joins us to talk a little sports. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. And welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Big shout-out to New Mexico Pinion Coffee, everything that they do for the community. You can help out New Mexico Pinion Coffee by helping out Locker 505. Bring your donation of new or gently used clothing items to any New Mexico Pinion location. Get 10% off of your order, whether it's a latte or beans or merch or a scone, whatever. Make a donation and show them that you posted on social media 
and you tag Locker 505 in New Mexico Pinion Coffee, get 25%. 25%. all of New Mexico Pinion's profit margin. You're going to send them into the poorhouse, but send them into the poorhouse for a good cause. Speaking of good causes, this guy is always fighting the good fight. Star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year. My favorite, your favorite, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. What's happening, my guy? Hey, buddy. It's been a great day off. Had a nice little bike ride through a good part of Albuquerque, and now I'm getting ready to make some dinner for the fam. How exciting. Well, thanks uh, with your busy day and your busy day off for joining me and the program on a special Van and Friends episode. We just had this talk earlier that you're getting into biking. Like, how deep cover are you going into the biking? Like, do you have the the padded tights and then, you know, the breezy <laughs> bike uniform, or you just, like, go in your basketball shorts? I think the tights. And all that kind of stuff is phase two. I do have a helmet. I, I am playing it safe. So I at least have a helmet. And I was just Googling last night some sort of basket or some sort of compartment I could put on the back of my bike so I could do, like, grocery runs or, you know, just little errands where I can carry things. Because uh, I do have a backpack I always wear. But, uh, man, it, it adds on some more heat when you got the backpack on. So just started it last week. We were talking about it. Wife and I rode down the Arroyo uh, through northeast Albuquerque, and and uh, we're, we're having a blast. It's something we can do together on Wednesdays. We both are, are off on Wednesdays, and our, our son uh, still has the training wheels on, so we'll be kicking those off, and he'll be, he'll be going on long rides with us before we know it. All right, Brandon, I just wrote down on my notes here, two men on bike outfit for Brandon Ortega. So I'm going to get with Let's our friends it. at Graphic Connection and uh, get you a little two-men-on sponsored bike outfit. Love it. Sweet. Uh, there's some chinks in the armor in New Mexico's best football teams as Cleveland, La Cueva, Centennial, Rio Rancho all already have a loss. Is this just more parody or are these just tough matchups for these stud teams? Well, it's funny because those three teams have all lost to each other. Cleveland lost to Centennial. Centennial lost to La Cueva. La Cueva lost to Cleveland. So, yeah, as a high school football uh, fan, as someone that's going to be covering these guys all the way to the state championships, I I would be so fun to see these three teams standing towards the quarterfinals, semifinals, and getting to duke it out again. Because uh, it's been a really fun first three weeks of high school football. We have another great week ahead. Uh, one game on Thursday uh, with uh, Del Norte and someone else. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm facing right now. I think Del Norte and St. Pius are on Thursday. Sorry, but, you got uh, a couple days to figure it's, it out. It's jam-packed, though, on Friday. I mean, we're literally just in the metro alone, we've got a game in Rio Rancho. Berlin and Los Lunas are hosting games. Albuquerque's got... Four games in town. Uh, you got Milne Community and Wilson, and then uh, Albuquerque Academy will be hosting a game Friday Night Lights against Bloomfield, which is a battle of unbeatens. So there is so many good games to choose from just in Al- Albuquerque alone. Of all these top-heavy teams that you know you're going to expect to be around all season, 
who's impressed you the most so far? Who has that championship uh, caliber so far in this early season? Well, the team that we talked about, La Cueva, Cleveland, who's the defending champion, hadn't lost since 2019. Teams, you expected those two teams to be good. Centennial, I think, surprised some teams, upsetting Cleveland in week one. But the team that's probably impressed me the most just because you, you weren't sure what you were getting out of them coming in was Volcano Vista. They're 3-0. and They've beaten teams like Las Cruces and uh, to start the year. And now they're going to get La Cueva on Friday. So that's, in my book, game of the week. Wilson Stadium, 7 o'clock for high school football. In the Metro, easily the game of the week. Volcano Vista at La Cueva. So that's going to be a big measuring stick. Volcanoes look great with uh, their quarterback. Uh, really, really playing well. And the defense has been uh, steady as usual under under Chad Wallen. So, yeah, Volcano definitely, in my book, has impressed me the most. Uh, has, has just uh, maybe surprised me uh, a little more than I, I – because mean, they've been great for a long time. They've, they've been a playoff perennial team. But they, the last few years they've lost huge groups of seniors, and then they bring up another group of seniors that didn't have a ton of experience and – those seniors have played well. So, like, Elliot Paskett Bell being a perfect example, played receiver last year, is their starting quarterback this year, and it has looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the Metro so far. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega joining us talking some high school football. A name that we haven't mentioned yet and a name that I will progressively sing from the mountaintop all year is the lead by my cousin, Coach Ken Stevens, and the Hobbs Eagles, three statement wins so far, 3-0, and sitting number fourth in the state on max preps. Has Hobbs sticked out to you so far as a contender? Absolutely. And, and honestly, when I think back to last year, the score against Cleveland, they lost to Cleveland in the, in the quarterfinals last year. I felt like that score was a bit deceiving at how good of a game that was for the majority of the quarterfinal matchup, and, and Hobbs brought back a good amount of players, and, and they'll be in the mix for sure. I mean, they beat teams like Artesia and Roswell. Roswell convincingly 51-7 to over the Coyotes last week. Artesia was, was a shootout, and they pulled away 69-48. So, yeah, Hobbs for sure will be in that conversation, top five, top four teams, uh, as they just continue to steamroll their way through. They got Lovington coming up next. Rio Rancho and Las Cruces after that. And and then Centennial. So I mean they they've got a bit of a gauntlet coming up the next three or four weeks. That's gonna be playoff caliber games right there within the regular season. So yeah, gotta give a lot of love and respect to the Hobbs Eagles. They're they're looking good so far. Looking to be the class of their class, let's move on to my other cousin high school football coach. Uh, and Jamie Ramirez and the Portales Rams. Do they look like the team to beat in their division? But yeah, they, they, they've been perennially the team to beat in their classification. They're looking great so far. Um, yeah, Portales will be very good. Um, Hope, excuse me, uh, Albuquerque Academy and Bloomfield. Uh, that's the in that classification. That's the best game this week. Two unbeaten teams clashing um, in Albuquerque. So yeah, that classification's top heavy for sure. There's going to be some teams 
uh, giving them a run for their money, but Portales uh, always is very good. Brandon, you uh, have the time to cover any other stories, or is it all high school football all the time? High school football and Lobo sports are, are what are taking up the majority of my time. Obviously, New Mexico United has got a playoff push right now, keeping track of those dudes every single week. The isotopes are always fun to cover. They're, they're in the final stretch of their season as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, high school football and, and Lobo sports, I've done stories on volleyball, women's soccer, and, of course, football quite a bit through the training camp. Yeah, that's been the majority of the stuff you can see on KOB.com slash sports right now. Uh, we're also gearing up for NFL now. I've got a special announcement that I really didn't plan on talking about, but it's happening this week. KOB is changing up the format of their 430 show on Sundays leading up to Sunday Night Football. It's going to be branded Sunday Night in New Mexico or excuse me, football night in New Mexico. Like, football night in America is what sure. we have on NBC. Football night in New Mexico will be at 4.30 on KOB. Danny Gonzalez will be our, our special guest this week, making predictions for for Sunday night football with his Cowboys taking on the Bucks. So, yeah, I'm definitely gearing up for some more NFL coverage because that's going to be a different format. We're going to show a lot more NFL highlights to start the, the 4.30 show. It's not going to be just like a sportscast, NFL-centric show throughout the thing with uh, myself, Tessa Mentes, and uh, our, our newbie, Lauren Green, who just joined uh, the KOB news team, uh, an outstanding athlete in her own right at Volcano Vista as a track star and went on to run at Nevada Reno. So that's an exciting uh, project we got coming up on Sunday. Nevada Reno, that sounds like a nickname for someone from that state. Come here, come here, you little Nevada Reno. Come on, Reno. Let's go. Come here, little Nevada Get over here. Brandon Ortega, yeah, anything back, else? Uh, uh, yeah. Anything else before we let you go? No, nah, man. Just going to enjoy today and uh, the day off tomorrow before uh, we, we gear up for some more high school football on Thursday. And then, of course, uh, Lobo's rocking uh, the, the red out game on Friday. I'm sure you're going to be talking a lot about that throughout the week. Uh, it was fun hanging out with Danny Gonzalez. So I rode my bike from uptown to the UNM football conference at the stadium. That was my halfway point. I hung out and I listened to all the Lobo coaches, and then I came back home. So, um, yeah, excited. It's, it's going to be a big week for Albuquerque, uh, centering around the red out game, Lobos versus Boise State on fo- for the football game. So, KOB.com slash sports, a lot of coverage for a lot of stuff going on throughout the week. Cesar Chavez and University is going to be rocking on Friday as we have doing the show live from Tope Stadium, then going right across the street to support our Lobos. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. Brandon, where can the friends of the show find you online and on air? KOB.com slash sports. New Mexico game day every Friday night. Check us out Friday at 1030, breaking down highlights and scores from all over the state in high school football and other high school sports. Cleveland football is our special guest. They're playing on Saturday traveling to Las Cruces, so we'll hang out with the Storm, Robert Garza, and some of the Cleveland football players uh, are the special guests on New Mexico game day. So, yeah, it's going to be a a fun week on KOB. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show, my dude. Love you, brother. Talk to you soon. Love you too, my man. When we get back, this is going to be a fun one. I don't know if you know a lot about rugby here in Albuquerque, but the premier rugby 
team here in Albuquerque. They have a lot of fun with it, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it when we get back. Joel Lueveno of the Albuquerque Aardvarks joins us. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Ooh-wee, Stephanie. Light a candle, would you? It's getting a little freaky in here. You trying to send a signal to my friend Joel who's waiting online right now? No. No? Okay. I'm getting a little randy. Getting distracted here. We had a lot of fun at Howie's last night. We did our... Uh, air quotes celebrity industry draft had a lot of fun with it if you heard us on the program yesterday you could tell how much fun we're having with that and then congratulations to myself fred buck d and nine friends of the show as we're doing a friend of the show league to win some prizes from our partners and sponsors had a lot of blast at howie's last night and we will have a blast at howie's every monday going forward as the boys will be doing our show live from howie's and some monday night football speaking of fun not a lot of people have as much fun in the city of albuquerque as the albuquerque argvarks whether it's the meme master joel in his upper echelon facebook page or if it's on the pitch or if it's at a rugby social these guys do it right Welcome to the program, Joel Lueveno. What's happening, my guy? Well, thank you for the slow jams. Really set the mood. (laughs) So uh, I don't know where to go from here, but I'm ready. Let's go. Well, it's pretty uh, ironic because Stephanie played that sweet, sweet, sexy music, and you got a new license plate uh, that I can only translate (laughs) into BJ Effin. Yeah, or it's B. J-F-N. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, so F-N could be fun. Ah. Right? And, uh, yeah, you know, it could be a lot of things. I mean, a lot of creative people out there. I, I can't think of anything specifically, but I, so I've been getting a lot of honks today. Let's just I say bet that. you have been. <laughs> you, get a, you need to have a reverse bumper sticker, like honk if you promise you are not horny. <laughs> right. <laughs> please, yeah. please take Hon- me seriously. I didn't create this license plate. Could I? Could I get him? Maybe get like a. I don't know what. What could I put on there that would like kind of tone people down, kind of to throw them off a little bit? I don't know. So I don't think you're so stuck. There's, there's no I'm way you can interpret that, that license plate, plate sexually. That's the all music you can see. That you just played. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your ongoing soundtrack forever. <laughs> hey, big news yeah, in Albuquerque yeah. Aardvark world. Bumped up, promoted to Division Two. How about that, my man? Yeah, promoted to Division Two. Um, uh, we, you know, just a little, little rocky story for everyone. You know, we had a few rough years there. We were questioning if the team was going to keep going or not, and we just, you know, pulled the team up by the bootstraps, so to speak, and uh, had an undefeated season, really strong, um, fell a little short in the playoffs, but we did well enough that they moved us to uh, Division Two, and we'll be rivaling with Las Vegas, Nevada, um, Phoenix, Red Mountain, and Tempe. So it's going to be a lot of awesome weekend getaways for our away games, and of course we're going to host them when they come here and show them a good time. Hold on. I, I went to a Red Mountain match, and you already demolishing your competition. 
how do you get moved up to a team that you've already beaten? They got moved up too. We we beat so Ooh, uh, they I actually see. came with us ah. because we. But they and you know little uh, little uh, sore subject. But they did beat us in the playoffs. Um, so we were we were up, I believe, and I could be totally wrong on this number, but we were up like thirty something to twelve and a half, and we, uh, you know, that classic saying. Uh, you can help me out here, Van. You uh, you snatched the feet from the jaws of victory, so to speak. Ah, um, yes, yes, But yes. it was a good. It was, it was a necessary step, and we're, we're happy with our season. I'm a big shoulder shrug. You can't win them all, guy. So uh, that's 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 <laughs> my spoonful of medicine right there. How did how did you guys yeah. have this ascension? How where did this growth start and this you know upping your game on the pitch? Well, and this is going to sound very, uh, you know, uh, butterflies and rainbows, but really it was because of the support of Albuquerque and the media and the local uh, businesses and everything just really made it a good place for people to come and play and uh, play rugby and be merry, if you will. And, you know, we couldn't have done it without the city really, you know, getting behind the team and we're trying to, do our best to represent Albuquerque, both locally, nationally, and internationally. We, we've built up the brand pretty strong. Okay, I gave you an opportunity to say it's all from our doing. I'm writing this down. Joel <laughs> hurt my feelings today. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll probably get like a new recruit from this, though. So. It's all I'll, to I'll give you a little usual kickback. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, when's the next time the Aardvark's going to be on the pitch? How can Albuquerque show up and support? Well, the first, we might have an exhibition between now and October, but that is a perfect segue to October 29th. We'll be hosting a tournament, men's and women's tournament. Um, and it'll most likely, well, I don't want to say the location just yet, but just follow our social media and website, um, to, you know, for de- the specific details. But that'll be October 29th, and it's going to be a, so it just happens to be around the ha- Halloween weekend, so it's always a, Always a fun time with teams coming from Utah, Colorado, Arizona, so on and so forth. Um, that'll be the next time. So we're kind of in training, you know, kind of off-season training, but then our official season starts around February. Okay. Do, do you expect, like, other teams to dress up in their Halloween costumes while they're on the pitch, or is it just it's strictly uniform? Only? Well, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> okay, it's got to be less than uh, a minute story. Okay. Oh, well, they toned down. We we had a luchador incident where a guy tried to play with a luchador mask, and it didn't go very well for him. Cause <laughs> not, not not quite the peripherals that you would re- require. Yeah, um, you really got to keep your head on a swivel yeah. when you can't see out of your own mask. Joel, where can the friends yeah, of the we, show follow the Aardvarks? Aardvarkrugby.com. A lot of contact information on there. Aardvark Rugby on social media, all the socials. You see the memes and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, phone number, email, so on and so forth. Um, and I did want to say, too, we just had a uh, tournament in Santa Fe, Santa Fe 10s. You know, 10 out of 10. Rugby's normally 15 out of 15. Right. The Aardvarks were able to uh, win that tournament, so we're pretty happy about that. Of course you did, because you're the best in the Southwest. Congratulations on all your success, Joel, uh, on and off the pitch. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. All right. Love you. Take care. Love you, brother. Talk to you soon. When we get back, voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, joins us to talk a little Lobo football. 
celebrating that victory and looking forward to the Red Out game on Friday. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. I just never know what's coming back with the music. I, I just, Steph, you're a wild card today, girl. I it's never know like what you're about. I never know what you're about to do random. over here. <laughs> One hour in the books of a special Van and Friends episode of Two Men On, right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. The other half of Two Men On, Fred Slow was up on assignment in beautiful, historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Butt D. Gibson is in the other Vegas celebrating his own birthday. So if you know Buck, send him a birthday shout-out. He'll be back with us on Friday at the lab. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without our partners and sponsors in the community, one of them being the YMCA. And you know the boys start our days at the YMCA, and we highly recommend you do too. Two great facilities in the Albuquerque area, and what they do for the community is absolutely phenomenal. We love being part of the YMCA. A guy who does the YMCA, voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, joins us. What's happening, my guy? It's been a really long time since I've done the YMCA. Really long. <laughs> uh, not in public, at least, under people's guise. <laughs> I have a disguise. How's that? Oh, smart. Very smart. If you're going to do the YMCA 50 years after the fact, you probably need a disguise. How's that? Rob, how's the golf game? We haven't swung them in a long time. You getting out? No, man. It's just, it's on the shelf. I, I have to acknowledge that I've been um, battling some tendonitis in my forearm, like the traditional standard garden variety tennis elbow. It's nasty. But you know what? I mean, once. Once training camp starts, it's, uh, it's full bore anyway, and so a good time to heal. There you go. One of my many majors when I was hopping around college was uh, sports medicine, and, I, and um, I'd like to tell you, Robert, that tennis elbow is medial epicondylitis. So you, it sounds like you got yourself a bout of medial epicondylitis. That is more knowledge than I had before this call started. I knew it was tendonitis. Now I know very specific information, um, and <laughs> it could be helpful. Hey, usually when you get off the show with us, you're dumber, but look what's happening today. How about that? I would absolutely <laughs> reject that notion. I have always picked up uh, you know, a click or two on the smart meter after being on with the boys. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I love the compliment. Uh, speaking of compliments, there's a lot of compliments to go around uh, about Lobo football and their opening season performance. What's the one big thing? What do you lead with when you're talking about that match? The big boys, the guys nice. up front on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Coach Gonzalez said he thought he had the best O-line uh, in the three seasons, this being his third, that he's been the head man. And he said that he felt like Saturday's performance was the most physical uh, play that he's seen from the O-line since he arrived back on campus. Um, so that's great news. Um, I, I think that the offense clearly starts with being able to run the ball. That's a coach long philosophy that goes way back, and, and Coach Gonzalez it completely subscribes to it, and 
he wants his team to run it first. And if they can push people around the way they push Maine around, it would be amazing. Now, we understand Maine's FCS. They're moving up in class on Friday night, that's for sure, with Boise State. Miles Kendrick, 14-17, two touchdowns, two picks. I mean, he just puts it in people's hands, whether it's his team or the other one. He wasn't asked to do a lot, a lot in that game, but did you like what you saw out of Miles? I think your observation is on point in terms of the things that he was asked to do. Uh, I thought he did beautifully. Um, Coach Gonzalez assures us that two interceptions are teachable moments and very correctable things. He said the first one, Miles had predetermined where he was going to go with the ball instead of reading the play. He said they ran that very thing multiple times over the course of the game after that first series, and he read it perfectly and got the ball to the right location. Um, He forced a throw uh, up against the clock as the Lobos were trying to be really aggressive and putting the pedal to the floor right before the end of the first half, and it was a dangerous throw, and he put it in a bad spot. He's got to miss that. Uh, you know, long and wide, only his guy can catch it, that that sort of deal. Very teachable stuff. So Coach G was really happy with Miles' performance. The thing I liked the most was the key throws in a spread option offense he made perfectly. Okay, what I'm talking about, Van, is like the slants, the swing passes, the bubbles, the jailbreaks, those kinds of things which are staples in this type of offense. You need to hit the guy in stride. You can't have the guy landing over the middle, reaching to his back hip for the football. You can't have the running back swinging out of the backfield, doing a 360 spin because he gets turned around to catch the ball because he threw it in the wrong spot. He was on point. I saw it all through camp. I saw it on Saturday, and that's really encouraging. All right. I haven't seen Debo Samuel and Luke Wysong in the same room at the same time. Are we looking at the exact same player? Because he was a lot of fun to watch this past game, and is this the kind of usage we're going to expect out of this talented young man? Boy, what a comparison. Uh, He certainly doesn't have Debo's body type, but he absolutely (laughs) has Debo's skill set. Yes, they're going to use him in every way possible. And the beauty of it, now, imagine this. If Miles Kendrick runs it as efficiently and effectively himself as he did on Saturday moving forward, that means your quarterback is a dangerous runner both keeping it in design runs, and keeping it in the zone read. And then you add into it a, a, a really dangerous lead back, whether it's, you know, Sherrod White, whom we saw on Saturday. Nate Jones is coming back for Friday night. It could be Christian Washington, who looked terrific. So that's the give piece, right? Then you motion the guy you just mentioned into the backfield, and Luke Weissong becomes the pitch guy, and what do you do if you're the defense? Any three of those guys can make a play. So uh, that's really exciting to think about. The defense put up a goose egg. The defense from Coach G and Coach Long is supposed to be their strong suit. Does this set the table for the rest of the season? Is this the expectation? Shutouts and single-digit scoring? That would be amazing. Uh, I, I think that's a little aggressive even for the most optimistic viewpoint. That's but me. <laughs> this was a wonderful start against an FCS team. The last two FCS opponents, the Lobos, had struggled with a little bit, and they did not blow them out. I thought it was a big deal that New Mexico, 
you know, put the hammer down against this team, pushed them around on both sides of the ball, um, and was clearly better in every phase. The defense finished top 50 nationally, 44th overall in total defense last year. There is no reason to think that they can't be in that neighborhood or even better this season because they have more than half of their, their, their starters from last year back. Those guys are going to be better, and I thought the opening week performance was a really good sign. Hey, I know Coach G pretty well, and if they don't improve on last year's defense and he won't sleep a wink all year, high, high standards from that man. You know, I, we talk about the top 50 performance. It's a huge leap from the year before and a, right. and a monster leap from the first season, the 2020 COVID season. Well, he's like, yeah, it's cool. 44 is cool, but, like, we want top 25. We want top 15. And He's right. Like, he's, he's thinking back to the 2000s, the heyday under Coach Long, and that's where the defense was. It was perennially top 25, occasionally top 15, and why not? Why not? Yeah, I don't see why not either. They got the brains for it. They got the bodies for it. We're going to find out all year. Elevator pitch. In the least words possible, how does UNM upset Boise on Friday? Take care of the ball first and foremost. Boom. Number one, the most concerning thing from Saturday's game was the three fumbles. Luckily, the Lobos recovered them all, and obviously the two picks. And I think there was even one other throw that probably Miles would like to have back, even though it was completed. Those things against a good team like Boise, disaster. Um, they had special teams mishaps. Twice punts uh, were blocked. Touchdowns resulted. That happened against Boise last year. That happened. That can't happen, obviously. They've got to run the ball. Clearly, if they run the ball, they can get Boise uh, in a position where they can take some shots down the field. They're going to need to hit a couple of big plays here and there. Corner of Cesar Chavez and University is going to be rocking this Friday as we got the boys live from the isotopes, and then we go right across the street to University Stadium at 7 o'clock as New Mexico is going to give a Boise State a run for their money. It's a red out. Everyone wear your red. Speaking of wearing red, how, what does your closet look like, Rob? Is it just literally all red? Like this is the easiest day for you is wear red day? Literally, yeah. <laughs> the the only thing that's not red is things that are white with red on it. <laughs> <laughs> Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Thank you, my friend. See everybody for the red out. I'll be there. The friends of the show will be there. The boys will be there, and we will be loud. And we're going to lead UNM to an upset victory and keep the momentum of this season going. When we get back, put your coffee down because you don't need it. Bring in some energy with John Lopez at John Lopez Real Estate. When we get back, you don't want to miss this one. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Also downtown at ProView Networks in Studio 519. You can see us on Comcast Channel 26, YouTube, uh, ProView Network, Facebook, ProView Networks. You can catch us anywhere. And if you can't catch us live, it's okay. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, we're on everything. Speaking of on everything and everywhere, the busiest guy in Albuquerque that I know, we finally nailed him down, finally got him back on the program. You know his name already because every show that we do is from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. Welcome back to the program, Mr. John Lopez. Crickets. <laughs> John, you with me? A check of one, a check of two. Steph, we got John on the line. Okay, I guess we don't have John on the line. Got some tech diffs here. Uh, let's see. Do we have him back, Steph? Okay, I just gave you the best introduction ever, John, and you missed it. But we're no need to do it again because everyone knows who you are already. Welcome back to the program, Mr. John Lopez. What's happening, my guy? Well, guys, I'm super excited to be back on the radio with you guys. It's been a busy summer. I've been running with the kids, running with the real estate, making magic and changing the world. You know how I go. Yeah, we do, brother. You're doing, always doing something for the Albuquerque community. You know, what, real estate's probably, what, fourth or fifth on your list? You're putting on concerts. You're putting on, you're putting on wrestling events. You're, putting on, you're sponsoring boxers. You're doing fundraisers. You're throwing concerts. What don't you do, my guy? You know, I'm super, super excited. You know, right now I'm excited because I'm at Salon 10 at the corner of Eubank and Candelaria watching my daughter get her hair done by her auntie in one of the coolest little boutique shops that you will ever see. So anybody out there who wants a unbelievable service, you got to come to Salon 10. But that's the quick little plug I had to say it in here because they gave us such a great deal here and they're so affordable. I wanted to talk about this year, the concert that we're doing at the Dirty Bourbon, October 25th. Uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to sell out and we're going to raise tons of money for the St. Jude's Research Hospital and Cancer Research for Kids. I'm so excited about this. You know my passion for helping people and helping anybody we can, and this one was just so huge to be able to work with Mark and the Dirty Bourbon on putting on this huge concert. Well, you're going to hear us talk about this concert coming up a lot as the boys will be doing our program live from Dirty Bourbon on October 25th for a great cause. You know anything that John has going on in the community, we love to highlight, and you're always doing something for the Albuquerque community. So are you just hanging out in the lobby of the salon, or you got your feet up getting a pedicure? What's going on, my dude? You you know what? As a father of six, it seems like I'm always running. As soon as I take my daughter with getting her hair done here at Salon 10 on Eubank, I'm heading straight home, picking up little Aiden. Well, little Aiden, he's my little sophomore that uh, has a football game tonight. Hope Christian in the house. We're going to be at Milanese killing it at 7 o'clock. We're going to see him go out there and bang some helmets and make some magic. And then after that, come back home, eat dinner, go to bed, wake up, and do it again. 
Yeah, baby, I love it. You are a hustler. You are a grinder. You're always out there doing something. I saw you just listed another $3 million house. Is that right? Well, no, not quite. You know, I mean, I closed the first ever $3 million house last week. It's the first one that has ever happened in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas, MLS. So now we have a $3 million comp. That is so huge. That is a big deal for our MLS. But the house I just just listed is only two point six five million. So, oh, you know it's I mean? only two point six five. I see. <laughs> so modest. I know he's a but modest. But the three million guy. one, let's talk about that. It's something worth giving it a few seconds because of the fact that New Mexico's growing, Albuquerque's growing, and in the history of our MLS, there's never been a residential closed deal for three million. Now you search it. There's one. Of course, I was the listing broker, which I've got to brag a little bit about because that's history in the making. And Adriana Baird was brought the buyer. So the two agents that closed the deal for three million first ever was us two, and it's kind of history in the making. So I got to brag a little bit about that one, if you don't mind. Hey, of course you do. You brag about your real estate prowess. You brag about helping the Albuquerque community. You come on here and brag about whatever the hell it is you want to brag about. So. What about what about the majority of our listeners who can't afford a three million dollar house or a two point six five million dollar house? What's the market like for average Joes like me, John? You know what? I'll tell you what. The market's hot right now. We've increased our inventory from three hundred eighty-two up to nine hundred eighty-two as of six a.m. this morning. Uh, interest rates did spike a little bit, which gave us a little bit more time. For uh, for us to uh, you know what I mean adjust to the market and that way we can uh, literally be able to find anybody a house now it's still a little tough under the two hundred thousand dollar range but around two hundred thousand and above we are golden we can find a house for pretty much any buyer right now we just need you to call your realtor need you to get with your lender need to get you qualified and we'll get you into a house we'll get the American dream started up SAP. Uh, the last few months, a couple incremental bumps in interest rates. What does this mean for the market? Well, all it really did was it caused a lot of people to take a step back and slow down a little bit. And that really helped the everyday buyer because there for a while, there was about four months where you couldn't find a house. Those 10 offers on the, on the house, there was all kinds of stuff going on where it just poor people couldn't even find a house even if they tried and that is just it's a hard market right now it's given us some time to go ahead and be able to find you a home all right let's segue from real estate to the gridiron mitch trubisky was named the starter for your pittsburgh steelers are you comfortable with that or are you always you already chanting we want kenny you know i'll be honest with you uh i think that was a good move i think it's a really good move um, yes, we wanted our superstar to start off as a superstar, but he, he had some adjusting that he had to do. And with that said, we're no, we don't need anybody to get hurt trying to, you know, go out, do too much, too much pressure when you get to that level of, of football. That league is just it's a lot more because everybody's talented, everybody's coached, everybody has heart. And it's a different level for these guys when they go to that next level. So I was okay just saying, hey, let's ease him into it. He'll be in by midseason is my guess. That would be the smart play. Let him get his sea legs. Let him get some experience. And I don't think 
Mitch Trubisky is as bad as a lot of prognosticators do, but if they start going 500 or they dip below 500, you know those chants of we want Kenny is coming. I, unfortunately, I don't want to break your heart here, John, but I got the Pittsburgh Steelers missing the playoffs by a game or two. Sell me on why the Steelers are going to make it to the playoffs and make some noise. <laughs> because we're a legacy, baby. Boom. We could have a team full of fives when we figure out how to win. That's what you get when you come from a country, a place like the real steel out in Pittsburgh. Those guys don't know how to give up. And that heart and that passion alone will overcome mediocrity. So even though we may not have the team that we're quite ready to have our franchise team coming along, I still think we'll still make the playoffs. Not sure how far we'll go, but I have a lot of confidence that you'll be buying me a steak dinner at Ruth uh, <laughs> after the first playoff game that we make. Because if we don't, I'll be buying you. <laughs> All right. I love it. I'm writing this down right here. Steak dinner with John for Steelers playoffs. Boom. All right. Where does um, anybody curious about real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, uh, being employed in the industry, how do they get a hold of you, John? You know, I'm pretty easy. All you have to do is Google John Lopez, John Lopez ABQ, or you can give me a call at 505 991 3386 at 505-991-3386. I apologize for the noise in the background. I love coming into the studio and doing what we do down there. Just with the busy life, we kind of have to do it on the run. So I appreciate your patience with my uh, <laughs> phone, uh, my phone uh, radio voice. Hey, no worries, man. Uh, we'll take you in any form that we can get you, John. We really appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do for the Albuquerque community. We'll get you out to another live remote sometime. We'll get you out to Howie's on a Monday or New Mexico Pinon on a Wednesday or uh, any other number of places that we're at, maybe Hollow Spirits on a Friday. But uh, anything else to uh, say to the friends of the show before we let you go, John? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Everybody right now is a little worried about the real estate. Just understand this. We should have 4,500 homes on the market. We have less than 1,000. Don't worry about it. We're steady. We have an influx of businesses bringing in great job, middle management, upper management. Our future is looking great. So the higher interest rates, don't worry about it. If you want to know what your house is worth, just go to www.com. Casa Worth, C-A-S-A-W-O-R-T-H dot com, and it's free. You can upload your information. It'll update you emails regularly. Nobody will bug you or drip on you, and you'll have my number to give me a call if you want me to come in in person and fine-tune that number and really see what the market will do. Other than that, thank you guys for having me on the show. Love you guys. Love ABQ. We'll talk to you guys soon. I appreciate you, John. Appreciate you and everything you do for the Albuquerque community. Thanks for being part of the show, and thanks for being a friend. When we get back, Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes, joins us. We're talking a little baseball when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Wherever you find us, whether it's Comcast 26, ProView Networks, 
YouTube page or Facebook page, Studio519.com, TalkABQ.com, TuneIn app, wherever you're finding us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Speaking of friend of the show, OG friend of the show, voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan joins us right now. What's happening, my guy? Good evening, gentlemen. What's the latest and greatest? Oh, man, just had a lot of fun at Howie's Sports page last night as we did our, air quote, celebrity industry fantasy draft live on air, which you so rudely refused to be in. And then after that, we did our friend of the show draft with a lot of prizes for friends of the show and fans out there alike. Okay, that is not accurate about me (laughs) refusing to be in your draft, so let's make sure that we're accurate. What did I I say? Something, something. I'm not going to be in this league if Fred's in it. I think that's, yes, something about Fred. That's all I remember. For the record, for all of your friends of the show, I said that if you needed one more person, let me know, but I'm in enough leagues already. And so I'd rather not waste even more of my time than I'm already wasting on fantasy football. Yeah, the, but the now, idea I'm not came lie, to now a... I kind of wish I was there because the draft is the best part. Yes. Like keeping up with your team is eh, it's a lot of work, it's a pain. The draft is is the best part. For if you if you've ever played fantasy basketball and if you've ever played especially fantasy baseball, you realize how easy fantasy football is. Like, it takes no effort whatsoever. There's so many less players to drool over. I mean, it's, it's like 15 minutes twice a week, and you could manage a team all year. It's nothing compared to fantasy baseball. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would also say that now that everything is on websites and on your phone, like, all the work is done for you. Like, sure. they have all of these numbers and percentages and rankings. In the old days, when you had to, like, buy the sporting news and actually, like, write things down, you could actually have an advantage. I remember as a kid playing different versions of fantasy sports that are kind of different than what they are now. We would just kind of, like, make up our own rules. And if you paid attention and, you know, collected baseball cards, you could be really good at it. But... Now, yeah, it's everything's so automated. It's hard to have it a huge advantage. Yeah, you're right, and everybody's an expert. And even with the draft rankings and all the Yahoo and Fantasy Pros and all those rankings and stuff, an absolute rookie who knows nothing about the NFL. And I'm drafting with one tonight. Three years ago, my uh, limey soccer-loving friend Dion, who I'll be drafting with tonight in my last league, knew nothing about football whatsoever. And 30 minutes of advice from me and then the rankings online, he made the playoffs every year. He's in the league now. That's how easy it is for these guys. (laughs) Isn't it something, though, how much like fantasy sports have just become not just a cottage industry but a million-dollar, borderline billion-dollar industry with the number of people whose livelihood is <laughs> based on fantasy sports. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, and it, it, read, it led to the rise in popularity of the NFL in general. You don't have to be from a certain part of the country or you don't have to be raised a fan of a team. You can be a fan of all 32 teams because you have your fantasy team. So when I was living in Los Angeles, and this is before the Rams and Chargers had were there. I remember, and there was a lot of talk about you know, you know, the, the NFL coming to Los Angeles, 
and for a lot of people, they felt like we don't need a team because we all have fantasy football. Like our, sure. like the yeah. L.A. team is your own fantasy team. And I remember a lot of people saying, we don't want a team because then you're stuck watching that team and there's so many <laughs> transplants that move to Los Angeles. Sure. that They just go to the, to the Philadelphia bar to watch the Eagles or they go to you know the Raiders bar to watch the Raiders. And you would always get the best of the best games on local TV because you weren't forced to watch you know, some local team that you may not care about. And, um, you know, certainly the Rams and Chargers, it's worked. Billion-dollar stadium looks great, blah, blah, blah. But I found it really interesting how much fantasy football became everyone's team. Uh, Here's the problem, not just fantasy, not just traffic, not just all these other X's in the equation that might not lead a Californian to be a Charger or Rams fan. It's Southern California. There's Literally anything in the world that you want to do, you can do. So unless you're hardcore Dodgers fan, Lakers fan, Rams fan, whatever, sports is way down on your list. There's a beach. There's a mountain. There is Hollywood. There is everything in the world you want to do getting in the way of your L.A. fandom. Yeah, I would mostly agree with that. You know, um, I, I know that I put it this way. When I moved to Los Angeles, I felt that way. And once you're there, you realize how much people really do care about their sports teams and how passionate they really were about their sports teams. Um, and I think that when their sports teams are really good, then like you, you really see that. Um, I also think that the quantity of, of sports teams in Southern California really kind of forces you to pick and choose. You're not sure. just competing. Like, let's, say you're the, uh, let's say you're the Clippers. You're not just competing against the beach and the mountains and all that. You're competing against the Lakers and the Kings and the Dodgers and USC football and and soccer and, like, all of these other things that are going on. You're competing against all of these other sports. I mean, there's only so many entertainment dollars that can go around, even in a major metropolis like Los Angeles. And so... Yeah, I mean, yeah you, yeah, you might give up on a team, quote, you know, I'm using air quotes here, like give up on a team because they're not playing very good. But it's also because there's so many other teams that you can focus on, um, in addition to the beach and everything else that there is to do, and movie premieres and everything else that's involved in living in L.A. We can't go all segment without talking about your isotopes. Um, Michael Tolia looks like he is supposed to be a Colorado Rocky, and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. It's a small sample size. But Michael Tolia is proving that he's supposed to be there. Yeah, the power is legit. He can definitely hit the ball a long ways, and he can hit it to all fields, and he can definitely pick it at first base. And the long-term question for him is whether or not he can get on base enough, right? Um, because he struck out a lot in the minors, and it's really hard to hit major league pitching. So if you struck out a lot in the minors, you're going to strike out even more in the major leagues. But I, I like the, the adjustments that he's made just this year alone. And, you know, the, the kid's got a chance to be really, really good, you know. I mean, the comparisons to Todd Helton are probably – well, first of all, they're definitely not fair. And they're probably sure. not quite as accurate because Helton came up as a guy who was average first plus doubles and then became more of a home run hitter later, whereas Tolia comes up and he's more power first now and you're hoping that the average can catch up. Um, but I'm excited for the kid, you know. I mean, first-round pick in 2019 and he's – this is what you expect from first-round picks, you know. And you no, know, and then the long-term thing is okay. You got CJ Crone, you know. Um, you, there is a DH now. 
Right. We'll see exactly how that fits in, you know, but that's a Bud Black problem, not a not a Van or a Josh problem. That is correct. Um, Sean Bouchard is showcasing an amazing batter's eye. He's not swinging at anything out the zone, but what he is swinging at in the zone, he's not hitting with very much power. Is this just going to be a rough stretch, or is this what the Colorado Rockies might expect out of Bush? It could be. You know, um, Bouchard is interesting in that he's never been like a, quote, prospect, right, in like all caps. He's, he's never been like high up on the prospect list. And if you watch him play once, he probably didn't stand out much. But when you watch him play every day, you just realize that he does, a, he does everything well. Right, like there's not one tool where you go, oh my god, he has this unbelievable one tool. But all five of his tools are pretty darn good, and I think the power will be there. Um, I think that, and again, when you look at every level that he's been at, he's been a guy where it's taken him weeks to kind of figure out each level, and he's definitely a thinker. Um, he, like he, he thinks a lot when he's out there. I mean, it even took him three, four weeks where he was pretty average with us for the first three or four weeks. And then once he kind of figured it out, then he was, oh, my goodness, why aren't we talking more about this guy? Because, he's, because he does so many things that are really well. Um, but I do know this. When you have a really good eye, that helps immeasurably, right? When you're not getting yourself out by swinging at pitches, that gives you a chance to avoid long slumps. That gives – your manager and your hitting coach just confidence that you're going to put together a good at bat. And it gives you a fighting chance to be able to kind of survive and weather some of the, the tougher streaks. I know the power is there. It's probably not 30 homer power, but you never know. I mean, every year he's hitting for more power. So we'll see. How excited are you? And does it match my level of excitement that we got the isotopes at home for two straight weeks with some bonus day baseball? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about minor league baseball in September last year because we had never done it, right? It used to be right. the season ended on Labor Day. That was that. And now we play all the way through the end of September. I really enjoyed it last year. I felt like the weather was great. I felt like because it wasn't as hot and as dry, I felt like the baseball is a little bit more normal in Albuquerque mm. than it is in terms of like the way the ball carried. I felt like the games were really good. And um, anytime that I'm home for two weeks and I get to go grocery shopping and kind of like settle in, I'm excited. And like you said, we have a bunch of day games. We have a doubleheader tomorrow. We have some earlier starting times because of the Lobos. And so I would remind fans if they're coming out, make sure you check abqisystems.com or the journal or whatever to make sure that you know about the starting times because we do have, you know, a different starting time tomorrow because of the doubleheader and a different starting time Friday because of the Lobos. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're playing – the Padres affiliate, we're playing the Dodgers affiliate. Both those two teams have a chance to go to the postseason, so they've got a lot to play for. I think it's going to be a really fun two weeks of baseball at the lap. Yeah, and it's going to be a fun day tomorrow, day-night doubleheader. Going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, thanks for sucking up that game and giving the boys a day off. I don't know what to do with myself. I got a Wednesday, nothing to do, doubleheader, day baseball. Thank you, Josh. Well, you're welcome. I, I think that there's plenty more fantasy drafts that you could like, like that you could do if you wanted to. Um, I also feel like <laughs> apologizing because you know I just don't get to work Wednesday, and you don't get as long of a shift on Friday either because that's another day that we've had to move up because of Lobos and there's only so many parking spaces and you got to kind of work these things out. Yep. So I, you know, sorry for cutting into your airtime this week. 
Well, if it's going to be anybody, I'm glad it's you, Josh. Who's on the pregame? Pregame show is Warren Schaefer. I spent a lot of time talking to him about this, uh, the challenge system of balls and strikes. I know it is exhausting keeping up with all of the experiments or rule changes, but, um, you know, we, we played a series in Sugarland where the home plate umpire called balls and strikes, and the pitcher, the catcher, and the batter could challenge those. And so I talked to him about kind of the strategy that was involved with that. Um, that was just last week. This week we're back to the computer calling balls and strikes. I know it's exhausting trying to keep track of it. It's my job to keep track of it, and sometimes I can't. But um, I, I do enjoy that I've been a part of it and that I've been able to experience it myself and see these different rules and how they impact the game and what ways they don't impact the game. And anyway, so I talked to Warren about that, and uh, we'll get his opinion about it all. Sounds great. Can't wait to listen to it. Have yourself a great call tonight, Josh. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you Thursday, unless I see you in person tomorrow. Hey, you're going to see me tomorrow. You'll see me Thursday. You'll see me Friday. You know I'm always up at the lab. All right. Sounds good. When we get back, Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer joins us. We're talking Chili Races and La Bamba. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Great show so far. Thanks for all the guests joining me today on a special Van and Friends episode. As I'm here all alone, Studio 519 downtown, ProView Network's studio. You're listening to Two Men On, and we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we finish our days at Hollow Spirits with a nice little cocktail. Mondays are for the boys at Howie's Sports Page, and every weekend we're sipping on that watermelon walk-off by Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer in the house. What's happening, my guy? Hey, how's it going, man? I hate stealing minutes from the great and powerful Jeff Grammer, but we're running over a little bit, so let's just dive right into this hard-hitting journalism that we're about to present to the friends <laughs> of the show. Let's do it. If there was a La Bamba reboot, who plays Ricky Valens? Ooh, I mean... <laughs> Why is it Daniel totally Day-Lewis? Like, why not go Lou Diamond Phillips again? <laughs> oh, okay, sweet. Just do some CGI? Uh, he, I'm telling you, man, that guy ages pretty good. I think he can still pull it off. Um, I'll, I'll think about that. I'm going to give you a better answer than that. But, man, Richie Valens could still, uh, still pull Lou Diamond. I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips could still pull some Richie Valens. Yeah, I believe it. He uh, looked good. I might have, Did I ever tell you this story about I played poker with Lou Diamond Phillips at Sandia? He, yeah, you did, yeah. and um, I. So was it when he was filming? He was filming something here, right? Yeah, something up north. I forget the name of the program. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, my vote is for either Daniel Day Lewis or Idris Elba. Works. Yeah, I can see <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis wanting that role. That's a role of a lifetime for him. It really is. So, have you cracked the code on the chili races? Does anybody gamble against you at all in the chili races? Because you're just such a handicapper on these things. You basically know what's coming. So, I've picked taco 100% of the time this season. Okay. Um, just kind of riding it out. 
And and I you may be surprised to know that I am not in first place in the uh, standings oh. here in the press box at Isotopes Park, but I should be because Taco should win every night. I don't know what their problem is. And this being Tuesday, if Taco doesn't win on a Tuesday, I don't know what their problem is. Oh, my goodness. That's got a really good point. Uh, if you ever want to see, you can't make it to the lab, and you want to see the chili races, just check out Jeff Grammer's Twitter, and you get a whole living history of all the chili races. And, boy, am I stoked to catch up on that when I can't make it out to the lab. <laughs> I can't make it out to the lab tonight because I have my last but not least fantasy draft, the one that I'm commissioner of with some lifetime friends. So I will be there tomorrow for the double hitter. Uh, are you going to be at the double header tomorrow? I won't be there tomorrow. I'm here. I'm, I'm holding it down tonight. I will not be at the double header tomorrow, but uh, I, I don't know who's coming from the journal, but it will not be Jeff Grammer tomorrow night. Oh my goodness. Uh, are you out in the streets uh, tracking down a story? What's going on in Jeff Grammer's world? So, Tomorrow I'm working in the office, but I'm I, I am doing a story this week that I think people will absolutely drink up. They're gonna I, I put in a records request for all the beer sales at University Stadium for Lobo <laughs> football games last year and all basketball games at the pit. And I know what Lobo fans drink more than anything and what they eat more than anything, at least last year I know. And do you want to venture a guess what beer was consumed more than any? Uh, it was the same at University Stadium as it was in the pit. But do you want to you want to venture a guess or two as to what the top three were, or if you even get okay. one of the top three? I'll be I impressed. would love to do this, and thank you for not keeping this as your secret breaking story and involving me on my favorite subject, which is beer and sports. So, okay, I got to say, number one, the obvious answer, Bud Light. Number two, Bud Light. <gasps> Okay, right. If Bud Light is you, number two. I have I'm to venture a right. guess. I, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and Premier Distributing is what UNM is contracted with, so I assume Bud Light would be the no-brainer number one pick. Um, it, it was not, and it wasn't, frankly, even close. The the winner in both football and basketball almost doubled up Bud Light. Okay, let me take a wild one here and just guess. Modelo? Closer, we're in the realm. Ah. Okay, I got to throw in the towel. If it's not Modelo and it's not Bud Light, Steph, did you have a guess? I said Tecate Alta. Tecate. We're, we're in the realm. We're in the right kind of genre of beer because the top three in both the football stadium and the pit last year were number three, local, well, I guess. I assume it's local. I, I've always assumed it'd be local, but Mass Ascension IPA. Oh, okay. That's number three, which kind of surprised me, but it, it uh, just because it was it wasn't one of the national brands. But number two, Bud Light, and number one by by a surprisingly large margin, Dos Equis. Dos Equis. Okay, I figured it'd been one of the Mexican lager brands. So yeah. Dos Equis is the champion of Albuquerque. When uh when does the rest of the story come out, Jeff? So it'll I think it'll be in Thursday either either Thursday's paper or Friday the day of the, the game at Boise State. Um, but I I can also tell you that the the number one food at both the pit and actually no there was a different number number one food in the pit in the football stadium. The pit loves their lob their large popcorn, oh. and the football stadium loves their Lobo dogs.
Oh, Lobo Dogs would have been my guess. I would have nailed that one. Uh, speaking of nailed, you nailed that segment. Jeff Grammer, where can the friends of the show find you on air and online? I'm, I'm on Twitter way too much, at Jeff Grammer. It's Jeff with the G. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. I link all my stories and stuff for the journal there. There it is. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Jeff Grammer. Congratulations. We didn't get to talk fantasy because we're up against it, but I want to pick your brain on the fantasy year sometime soon. Jeff Grammer, thank you so much. Absolutely. When we get back, we're talking a little more NFL football. One more segment left of Two Men On. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. You're the party. Don't stop. Two hours in the books, Albuquerque. One segment to go before we hand it off to Josh Sushan and your Albuquerque Isotopes. Great program today. Special Van and Friends episode where we had a bunch of heavy hitters. I want to thank them all right now. Forrest Stolting of the Isotopes, Brandon Ortega of KOB TV, Joel Luevano of the Albuquerque Aardvarks, Rob Portnoy of your UNM Lobos, John Lopez, John Lopez Real Estate, Josh Sushan of the Isotopes, and Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal. I, I love these one-off Van and Friends show because we have a bunch of more people on than we normally would have, and it's just like a different, fresh take on the show. Mix it up a little bit. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, friends of the show. Of course, you're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cobalt Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days with a cocktail at Hollow Spirits. Mondays are for the boys. Monday Night Football every Monday at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends are for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Had the fantasy draft at Howie's last night. Had a lot of fun with it. We're really excited for this new partnership with Howie's, which since I've moved to Albuquerque, I've been here 15 years or right below 15 years. Howie's Sports Page has always been my favorite sports bar. It's, it's charming. It's dark. It's got all the amenities you want out of a sports bar, but just a little sprinkle of divey, a sprinkle of originality. I love me some Howie's, and if you've never been, you're missing out on an absolute gym. Earlier in the program, we're talking about the combined power rankings that have recently came out, and there's a group of Redditors that throw together all of the power rankings from every sport, just about every sports uh, publication, uh, WAPO, Sporting News, Yahoo Sports, Bleacher Report, CBS, USA Today, NFL, ESPN, and they have a conglomerate of all of these votes, and they got them ranked 1 to 32. We did the top five earlier, and it goes Buffalo, Kansas City, which I disagree with, L.A. Rams, Tampa Bay, Green Bay is your top five. But I want to talk about the bottom five. And these are the teams that have no friggin' chance whatsoever. And those, and then the, the composite um, designations have the Atlanta Falcons as the worst team in football. And Atlanta will be bad, but I don't think Atlanta is going to be as bad as the New York Giants, as bad as the Bears, as bad as what I think is the worst team in the NFL, the Houston Texans, or you know the rebuilding Seattle Seahawks. I think Atlanta has a chance 
They got a good enough offense. They got Marcus Mariota, who, you know, he's not a game changer, but Marcus Mariota can still do it with his legs. He can do it with his arms. He's got Kyle Pitts, some other young weapons. I think Atlanta's going to squeak out a couple wins. But the Seattle Seahawks, Houston Texans, New York Giants, I think these guys might go winless. We might have the first season where there are two, count them, two winless teams in the NFL. And how do you do the first round? (laughs) Just coin flip for the first pick of the two worst teams of all time. Houston's going to be horrible. Seattle's going to be horrible. And poor Seattle. I mean, they got those wide receiver weapons. And they got you know a couple great defensive players, but as a whole unit, Seattle's going to be really bad. Seattle's going to be bad for a few years, and Seattle it might lose one of the fervent, most fervent fan bases in all of sports. The twelfth man up there in Seattle, twelfth man's going to be pissed for a few years. So hopefully the hardcore fans stay along with their Seattle Seahawks, the Chicago Bears. They have a really bad offensive line. They don't have a Bears-like, Bearsy defense. They got a young stud, Justin Fields, who I think he can do anything you want in a modern NFL. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's one of the fastest quarterbacks in the NFL. He can make any throw on the field. But is his mind there yet? Can he make those reads, and can he make them fast? Because the Bears' offensive line, you could just go right on through. They're open for business. Abierto todo Diaz. The Bears are going to be bad, but just having Justin Fields, he can make plays. The Bears are going to win a few games. They're going to be bad. They're going to get beat up on by the Packers and the Vikings in their own division. Here's where it gets interesting for me, because your bottom five, Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, Chicago, and the New York Giants. I think those are unequivocally the five worst teams. I agree with this composite assessment here. But who they have the sixth worst team in football, I wildly disagree with, as the Jacksonville Jaguars were voted the sixth worst team in the NFL. Here's some teams that are ahead of Jacksonville. The Jets, Detroit, Carolina, Washington. And then once we hit Cleveland and New England, that's when all these playoff contenders start arising on this list. I have Jacksonville as going around 500 somewhere. They improved on their offensive line. They have second-year superstar Trevor Sunshine Lawrence throwing the football. This guy, I think he's going to be a stud. He's going to be a great football player for years to come. They've improved their offensive line. They've improved the weapons around Trevor Lawrence. He gets his college teammate and uh, potential stud running back back. And I think Jacksonville is going to win a lot of close games because they have an underrated defense. And now with all the drama of last season behind them, I see Jacksonville having a lot of W's on their schedule that you didn't expect them to have. Watch out for Jacksonville. I'm not saying they're a playoff contender. I'm not saying Jacksonville has an outside shot at the Super Bowl. I think that's a pipe dream. But Jacksonville is going to take a huge step forward this year. They're going to flirt with 500. And if a few things break their way, then they have a chance at the playoffs. Here in the middle of the division, I think anyone in between 21st ranked New England 
and all the way to number six, Cincinnati. All of these teams in the middle have playoff aspirations. I think once you get past Jacksonville, all of these teams have a shot. New England at 21, Pittsburgh at 20, Miami, Tennessee, Arizona, Minnesota, New Orleans, Dallas, Vegas, Indianapolis, Denver, Philadelphia, Baltimore, San Francisco, L.A. Chargers, Cincinnati Bengals. Anybody in this group, this middle tier, who's not the top five and who's not the bottom five, I think any team out of here can emerge. Uh, Miami, for example, they got the offensive weapons around Tua. Uh, It's prove-it year for Tua. If Tua can't do it with these offensive weapons, he's not going to be able to do it at all. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddell. He's got Matt Jacecki. He's got a stable of talented NFL running backs to help him out. If Tua can't do it this year, Miami has to move on because Tua is set up for success. If Miami is not successful this year, it's either injuries or it's Tua Tagovailoa's arm. I do have Miami missing the playoffs, but with that offensive group, they got to get it done this year. Pittsburgh, with their quarterback situation, I don't see them making the playoffs. Um, Tennessee, I think they're going to have a down year. I don't see them making the playoffs. But everyone else in this next tier, here's your playoff teams. These guys are going to be in the trenches. To me, I see 17 or 18 teams in the NFL this year that's going to be competing for playoff berths and Super Bowl rings. So it's going to be a fun year, and the NFL kicks off. This Thursday, with the first Thursday night football, Bills and Rams, that's going to be a crazy matchup. I got the Rams winning this one because the Rams are coming off that Super Bowl high. The Rams know how to do it. The Bills are going to be the best team in the AFC. I've said that over and over again, but I have Rams eking out a close one in the opener. Uh, thanks for a great show. Thanks for guests. Forrest Stolting, Brandon Ortega, Joel Luevano, Rob Portnoy, John Lopez, Josh Sushan, Jeff Grammer. Thanks, Steph, behind the glass and Cumulus. Uh, thanks, Adrian, behind the glass right here at ProView Networks. Heck of a show today. No show tomorrow. Isotopes doubleheader kicking us off the air. We will see you on Thursday, and we will see you on Friday live at the lab. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.